0: Hello, and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 119. I'm your host, Em, with me are my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello. And we have a special guest, Dan. Hi, how's it going? Good. We're back after a year. Uh, you made us play Metroid Prime last year. We had a great time, Metroid Prime, classic video game. One of the greats, in fact. Uh, and we're here to play Metroid Prime 2. Doing it again. That's right. It's, it's like great. an echo of the
1: last episode. <laughs> oh, sure damn. Is.
0: Dark Abnormal Mapping.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, every every month is Dark Abnormal Mapping Month. Check out my Torvis blog.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. We'll see you next time with <laughs> more normal Mapping. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> if someone else wants to fill in for me because I'm fucking quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, ha- I, you know what, I so I played a video game I played, god, what did I play? I played um, Intergrade I played the episode Yuffie stuff in the past month That was pretty good uh, But a lot of people haven't played it because it's PS5 only So I feel a little weird talking about it Just telling you that I played it And I think it's better than actual Final Fantasy VII Remake And people should play it if they have the opportunity It's really fucking uh, good But yeah, unfortunately
1: I- you know, your opportunity to play this is kind of dictated by Square.
0: And also, like, don't buy a PS5 for a three-hour DLC. I mean, yeah. you know, like, maybe if you if you care, get a PS5 for a bunch of reasons, but it's not worth it for just that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have not gotten a PS5, and that's about the only thing I would play on it right now anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, I played, Re- I talked about Ratchet Clank last time. I played a little bit of Doom Eternal. I'm not very far into Doom Eternal. But, famously, hater of Doom 4. Didn't enjoy it think It kind of sucks. I'm kind of vibing with Doom Eternal as like it's n- not pretending that it's doing something clever, it's just going for the thing it does all the time, which is like we're just gonna give you that combat loop of like chainsaw, flamethrower, glory kill over and over and over again as we stack three like uh, you know, spider mechs into the room because they are the ones you have to navigate around and um. It just and then here's like a caco demon, and then here's two more caco demons at the end of this, and it makes it feel frantic and weird in a way that's like uh, I was talking in the Discord uh, the other night, and it reminds me of like WarioWare speed mode, like when you, you beat the game, you unlock play these at like top speed constantly, where you just you have to be aware of what this enemy signifies you do, and it's about the like rapid movement every three seconds to a different thing you're doing. Um, and I think that's kind of neat. I don't know. It's very unambitious in a way that's very surprising to me um, given that Doom 4, uh, even though I don't like it, is very much like, we have an idea and we're going to reinvent Doom. Um, and they did not do that here. They just made it faster and dumber.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I haven't played it, but it seems um, not worse than the... Like I also hate the... the Hates is too strong a word, but I'm also anti um, Doom 2016, Doom 4 in the uh shadow of it being like hailed as the true rebirth of doom which it's not doom maybe you've heard of it 1993 nope. one of the best games ever have made this
0: game gives you your, your first upgrade pod in like the second room and you're just like yeah no this is what we're doing it's fine every three five or six rooms i'll get another upgrade pod and i'll upgrade some part of my stupid guns that's just the game we're playing here
1: it is weird that so much of our complaints about Doom before were like, this is too much of a video game, video game. There's multiple currencies and secrets that unlock 4- plus 4%, whatever the fuck. Um, and then they go further in that, and then everyone else loses it, but you come back in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, there's a bunch of platforming that's not very good, but I like platforming, so it doesn't have to be good for me to enjoy it. Um that game wants you to do a lot of like double jump air dash stuff, but also is Doom, So it's not good at it. And I think that's I think that's funny. I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just like sinking platforms over lava precision platform shit. Clown shoes. You're just constantly plummeting to the lava because you can't fucking see where you're going. Um, they have not figured it out in like the way that you would want. Um, but that's fine. It, it's charming to me. Um, I mean, yeah. and I I guess the other thing I've been playing mostly is Final Fantasy 14 bump, 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 bum. I'm doing it. I'm unemployed. I've been unemployed for a month. I said or I didn't actually promise anything, but I was like, I'm never getting to 14. I don't have time. And I found myself with a bit of time, obviously. And I'm playing it. I'm almost through a Rome Uh main release content, not the patch. I don't know if that counts as a Rome Reborn to people, but. The big patch stuff before the first expansion, not at that yet. I'm like at level 48 and I'm I'm getting there. I can feel the ending coming. Um, but uh that's it. I'm having a fine time. I think that the detractors of Final Fantasy 14 um have valid points, uh, but mostly exist in opposition to the people who love fourteen too much. And everyone just needs to chill, and it's it's a, it's an average fantasy RPG. I'm having a decent time. It is nothing to write home about other than, like, it's nice to have Final Fantasy stuff happening at you.
1: The truth is in the middle, and also in the middle is Shah Aznabal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm also playing in Japanese, uh, which is great, because, yes, if you want Shah Asnabal and Annabelle Gato to stand around and talk about what they're doing with this fucking Magitech robot they have, uh, Secrets of the Sixth Civilization, they've got your back. It's fucking sick. (laughs) Uh, sounds like it's pandering, but you know what? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take Absolutely. it. <laughs> I care more about that kind of pandering than, ah, you can get this armor from 6 and we're going to play the music from Final Fantasy 12. Uh, I don't give a shit about any of that. Give me anime voice actors doing their famous anime bits.
1: All of the rearrangements are god-awful um, in They're 14, not great. They're uh, not great. And this is true of 7. It's not like an anti-14 post. This is like, stop rearranging them out so it's bad. All of the soundtrack and intermission is leagues better than the original uh, remake because they just made new songs and they're, they're good composers. But every time yeah. someone tries to remix them out, so it never goes well.
0: Yeah, hopefully by next month, we'll see how things go. I can um, be through the main story and hopefully through like most of the, pa- the patch quests seem like they go on forever. We'll find out, I guess. But uh, that yeah. seems like the Couldn't highest time. yeah it's a great thing to wind down with every day i play like an hour i don't play that much honestly like an hour hour and a half that's about it it's how i listen to podcasts anymore
1: i really enjoyed it for that when i was playing it, i listened to a lot of podcasts um i played about 30 hours or something you know so not that much uh, i'm as deep in as you but the game's changed the main quest has changed yes. quite a
0: bit since you did it so also
1: when i did it i was like leveling up multiple classes i was kind of playing it like an rpg that i could complete. no i am
0: zooming through the summoner line to get through the story quests well, if I approach it, which you know, there's a there's
1: a fifty percent chance I try it this month. I either try it like now or never, right? Because the main story is happening. You're tweeting about latest story stuff. I don't really know, uh, and the last expansion is coming. Either I get in or I just give up officially, and that decision will be made this week. I probably uh, this month. I probably should just ignore it and play some other games.
0: You should. Um,
1: that's why I have. I did, that's why with the month so busy, I didn't download it this month because that would be really
0: bad. Yeah, you barely made it as is.
1: Uh, excuse me, I crushed this week. What are you talking about?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, have you played any video games this month you'd like to talk about?
2: Oh, well, i played a couple. Um, I've played some uh, Per Aspera. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's mm-hmm. the uh, it's a, like a colony building game uh, where you're on Mars and you play as an AI that's building a colony. Um, and it starts out like it's going to be something like, uh, you know, Surviving Mars or, or that... And then, but as it goes along, uh, like a visual novel story starts to come into it, and then these unidentified drones attack your colony, and it turns out that the UN's been up to some questionable stuff.
1: No way!
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, turns out that they've been, uh, they've rebranded as the Oxy-UN because they're the part of the, they're in charge of the part of the world that has adequate oxygen levels, and um, the Europe and America have been able to maintain adequate oxygen and so that's how they branded themselves the uh, lot of the set uh, of Africa and South America are under their protection as protectorates and their competition is the Eastern Coalition which doesn't have as good uh, control of the pollution but there is this more of a even level of pollution throughout their territories. and. It's, I'm still playing it, but that's kind of what's developed. And then, now this AI has shown up on Mars and is attacking your AI's facilities. And the UN's lied to you about a few things, and the person who was originally on the project got taken off of it because uh, they, were, they didn't agree with the, the UN Council about your, how, what you were doing and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of evolving from there. So that's, that's one of the games I've been playing. I've also been doing some AM2R, uh, so that been enjoying that. I got bored of Samus Returns and decided I wanted to check that out.
0: I'm shaking my head. I actually, I think both games are like f- deeply flawed versions of Metroid Two, a perfectly fine game. But I think I, I think I'm a little more interested in Samus Returns than AM2R. This is partially because I don't like Super Metroid. I just don't care. <laughs> um. And AM2R is made by people who love Super Metroid. Um, in a way that I don't I just don't. I don't I'm I'm not here for it.
2: But, I don't like Super Metroid, interestingly.
0: Huh, okay. I played yeah, about
2: I, I, five, ten minutes of it and got bored and never finished it.
0: I played AM2R and I was just like, this is fine, I guess. At least Samus Returns has like new ideas of what you can do with Metroid that I don't feel like AM2R does, but also Samus Returns has its own problems where like the game's kinda slow and um, it over-relies on that melee mechanic like crazy. Yeah, um, I didn't
1: like the melee
2: part. That was my big issue with Samus
1: Returns. If I mm-hmm. go back to Samus Returns after Dread, it's going to be nightmarish because I've seen the Dread footage and they have the melee, but you can jump while you do it now. Yeah. So the whole world has changed.
0: Yeah, it being kind of like a rush down, like rising uppercut now instead of like stand here and deflect the move. It's like a, a Dark Souls parry in Samus yes. Returns.
2: Yeah. Um, Nope. This didn't feel Metroid. like Metroid to me. And the one other game I've been playing is... Well, do you remember the game I was playing uh, last year? No, not a clue. <laughs> well, I was on Chapter 3 of Umineko, and
1: <laughs> I do remember this.
2: And I have since finished Umineko. Uh, it took me about six months. And then I started Jeez. my second playthrough of Umineko. And um, currently uh, about... Uh, mostly three quarters of the way through a second it's more of a read through than a play through, but uh my second go through because you once you know what happens you go back through and you a lot of stuff early on makes a lot more sense and i'm really enjoying it uh so last time i would say it, i didn't know how i felt about the game now i can say i finished it i've gone back through it
0: and it's amazing okay yeah, I I picked an MMO instead of Umineko. <laughs>
1: you can only pick one. Yeah, you can.
0: Yeah. I'm try. I'm gonna try
1: to pick. What if I played like ten normal games and read a book and watch some movies? Um, <laughs> is is? But the pull of like a grand project is, you know, it's hard to resist sometimes. I get it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, everyone who plays Umineko really likes it. I just can't imagine ever biting off that amount of time. I just
2: would watch like two hours a night and then. If I had, you know, if I had nothing to do, I'd just watch an hour, watch two hours, and, you know, stream that out, all 140 hours of it. God. I know
1: impressive. someone who read it on, like, Kindle. Wait, really? Yeah, I just downloaded the EPUB of Umaneco and read it. <laughs> I didn't know you could do... I guess that makes sense. There's no reason
0: you can't do that.
1: I mean, someone would have had to have go through the whole thing and reformat it, but, yeah, it is, because I don't think it has choices, right? It's just a, a visual novel. Yeah, there's no choices. Well, I don't...
2: There's not no choices, but there are, are extremely few choices, I will say.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, well, fair enough. Um, Jackson, I, did you play anything?
1: Part like, I've been playing things, but it's been like, you know, going back to Pro Evo. I played so much fucking Pro Evo, because it was Football Month, and now kind of eased up on that. Oh, football's like, over. It didn't come over. home. It didn't come Get fucked. home. fucked. But it didn't come home in the worst part, because, you know, I am anti-England winning the football. The England dads must suffer. Uh, and I hate this country <laughs> for, <laughs> for many valid reasons, uh, but it ended in the worst possible way i couldn 't even enjoy that. The football took everything from me because uh, i mean it 's been on the news it was weeks ago now, and you know England lost with a penalty shootout. First two players score and the uh, last three players uh, miss. It was a penalty that they should have won. The last three players were black and they've all been like racially harassed by all the England fans. Which is, again, proof why England should be allowed to win anything. Uh, but also, just a terrible situation. Uh, football ending in the worst possible way. But what else could this country provide, I guess? Other than just disappointment and racism from every angle. So but yeah, I've been, I've, been enjoy- I've been like playing video games like a normal person. I haven't really like, like I've watched some stuff and I've uh, worked on some shows. But when I've gone to video games, it's been just to chill out. You know, played some Pro Evo. <laughs> it's been fun.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but I don't have anything to say about that. So let's do it. Let's get to Metroid.
0: game club this month is metroid prime 2 echoes developed by retro studios and nintendo this came out on the gamecube in november of 2004 jackson what were you doing in november of 2004 uh you want an answer you want an actual answer to this yeah i want to feel old i want to feel old let's just do it uh i was was in college (laughs) i
1: was Getting my very first drum kit because I just listened to the revolutionary album American Idiot and it changed my life
0: Ah, oh, <laughs> shit, I hate this I want to die. It was such a more specific answer than you were expecting
1: <laughs> <laughs> Because I had just uh, switched school I was in a different school for my last year of primary school because fuck my first school and uh, got a drum kit was having a good time met Gareth, this is what was going on in my life
0: I was playing Pokemon Fire Red at 3am my first year of college, about to get put on academic probation for not going to class, uh, playing Final Fantasy X. I was fucking living it. Video games wise, I guess I was playing um, Need for Speed
1: Underground 2, uh, Halo 2, uh, James Bond Everything or Nothing. I was big into that one. Mm -hmm. But I only had an Xbox, so this is what I had open to me.
0: Yeah, I was uh, mostly playing portable games. My roommate had a PS2. I played Final Fantasy X for the first time this year. It was great. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the world we lived in. Um, do you want to briefly summarize the plot of Metroid Prime 2, Echoes? Yeah, I guess I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> it is can, you, can you extend it to five sentences? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to
1: briefly this, this comes out the week of my birthday that year. I think I'm turning 11. Oh, happy 11. birthday.
0: Ah, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, born in 93, so 94. but it's also uh, I <laughs> but just it's turned 19, that's where I was oh, I was born in 78,
2: so now you're making me feel really old there you go, what were you doing in uh, November of 2004 oh, I was dude, I was on clinical rotations <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was um,
2: lots of work and no fun
1: uh, I just clicked the wrong thing uh, normally I wouldn't bring this up, but it is funny. I went to type in 2004 in video games on Wikipedia and instead went to 2004 Invercargill Mayoral Election. <laughs> wow. uh, okay, so that week, I need to point this out. Uh, we have Metro Prime 2, Need Speed Underground 2, Feel the Magic, XYXX, uh, Half Club, uh, Half Club, For Half-Life 2, Found by the Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, oh. Malga Solid 3, Snake Eater.
0: Right, right, because um, the DS. I got the DS over Christmas break this year. Like, I came home from college and got a DS, and then played that in probably January or whatever. So, I forgot the DS was like out. Um, yeah, Blinks too. <laughs> uh, I did ba- not play. I did not play. Uh, Med, uh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid Three until quite a bit time later.
1: Baron Kytos and Mario versus Donkey Kong, and I think next week is the DS. Feel the Magic came out earlier, apparently, for some reason. It
0: happens. I I bought Wii games before the Wii was released because uh, third parties just put shit out the week of like normal releases. Couldn't play them. <laughs> and November 21st, first day of the next week is Super Mario
1: 64 DS Metro Prime Hunters First Hunt uh, Alien the DS.
0: That is not a video game. That is, that is a demo, oh, is that, that, comes a demo that comes with the DS. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't, I
1: didn't get my first DS till 2005. Yeah, and I barely that's played that's it. it. I did have a DS, but barely played it. What an idiot.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You could have been living a much better life. I played Fire Emblem, the Sacred You're Stones. You're avoiding the germane discussion here, oh, okay, which is summarized okay. the plot <laughs> of Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Okay, okay.
1: So, Samus, <laughs> Bounty Hunter Samus Ran, is given a mission to uh, go uh, to a, the planet Aether. Uh, I, I think it is not given a name. This I think it's a planet that some Marines, uh, Federation Marines have landed on and have not reported in. She goes to this planet and finds them dead. Uh, she meets with uh, uh, the the leader of what is left of the Luminoth race who lived there, who were peaceful until uh, a calamity fell from the sky and turned the world into the dark world and the light world. The Ing settled in the dark world uh, and came from the dark world, are beings of darkness, and set about trying to take the energy of the light world uh, causing the fall of the Luminoth civilization. Samus
0: fixes this and leaves. (laughs) I think that was four sentences. Uh, you 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 forgot the part where the the cloudy from the skies is a big meteorite of uh, Phazon, just like hit Talon Four in the first game. Yes,
1: and also you you'll note that I didn't mention Dark Samus, who is the selling point of this game, but doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. But Dark, Dark Samus, Samus is, is also just looking here. for Phazon.
0: Yes. Also, the, yes. Sp- the space pirates are also there too. Looking for phase on, but they barely matter for the plot, really. Yeah. They're just there to because we have the enemies, we should use the enemies we know. Yeah. Um and every time you're like, Man, why why am I fighting these guys? Get the fuck out of here. Why uh, would they they have all these designs,
1: why would they not use that awful bit where you have to fight the fucking chozo ghost But what if there was in every four rooms now? <laughs> <laughs> At least it's only, they don't take anywhere near as long, as in there's only two of them, but they do do that exact bit, like, so many
0: times with the mm-hmm. uh, Space Pirates. It's true. Uh, yeah, Dark Samus uh, introduced as if, you know, if you didn't bother playing through the first game, they're not going to fucking talk to you about what the hell Dark Samus is. But Dark Samus is uh, the Metroid Prime having absorbed your phase-on suit from the end of the first game, which is what happened in the final boss fight. Uh, no one talks about this because this game has no story. Uh but that's what's happening and now it's hungry for Phazon energy still. Yep, going around the world, flying to space.
1: And it matters so little in the st- like you, it's there, it's gathering Phazon. she's getting more powerful and you kill you kill uh, Dark Samus. But it it's fine. It it comes back after the credits. You didn't actually, it was just like all the other boss fights where you didn't really kill it. So basically nothing happens in this game. Completely irrelevant. <laughs>
0: I assume uh, that the ducks I Samus mean, you thing... saved you saved the Luminoth from certain destruction. Yeah, but it is played with all the like gravitas of
1: pulling up on the side of the road to fix someone else's car. Yes, is <laughs> basically how Samus interacts with the plot of this game. Yeah. Oh, yes. Other
2: interesting point is the Luminoth aren't even from that planet either.
1: No. Okay. So here's <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> Throughout this game, and I was playing it this week, I was in M's being like, the Luminoth are totally fucking evil. They're so evil. They are the most evil species that have ever happened, and they're going to be the final boss because you go to them, and you, you come on this planet, and then these like mysterious bug people are like, oh no, uh... The the thing happened and the bad is here. Can you kill the bad and bring us the dark energy so we can purify this land, please? And it's the most like, oh, you're gonna do a you know a system shock type the, the guy giving you the orders was bad and you trusted them type thing, which uh is kinda on Nintendo, but also like this game's pulling a lot from those kind of immersive sims and how it does spatial exploration. Uh, uh, so I was like, it could, it could totally go this way. This game was like made in Texas, uh, <laughs> so I could see the like everyone here being big fans of that those games, and it could go that way, and then it just ended up not mattering even slightly. They all the
0: bugs come out, and like, she waves them goodbye. <laughs> uh, that light was theirs to begin with, you know, and the anger, not a. The ing are not people, according to this video game, they just exist. They arose from the dark world when it was formed. Uh, who knows? They they are malevolent, but they're not people that you have to worry about. Just kill them all. They then have emperor a culture. Somehow.
1: They they don't. They have a culture. They have machines. The process. No, they have
0: they have an emperor, and all the machines are like stuff that is formed after aether split. Because like the Luminoffs settle aether, and then it splits, and all of the stuff there is like a dark version of the stuff that was already there yeah it's true
1: yeah but they do seem to have like a process by which this energy is transferred i can't tell how much these ing are meant to be just like drones or how much they're actually people
0: i assume they're meant to be like the dark version of like luminoth were also like split into two or whatever and there's like the ing and the luminoth oh Um, the dark crystal the plot doesn't really get into that though. It's not like these are like our shadow selves living in the dark world. It's just like, ah, oh, there's a bunch of possession monsters that live in the dark.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: but no, the thought tr- through.
1: the truth is it doesn't matter. It extremely doesn't matter. Um, And this was a thing I assumed you mentioned last time at Metro prime is that it is strange for a game with so little plot, And s- what plot is there is so irrelevant to like the actual things that is going on. Uh, for 80% of the game to be reading lore. It is just a weird balance. And not necessarily a bad one, because the game is mostly about doing Metroid stuff, but it is strange. It's very
0: weird. It's weird. It's just weird. Well, for me, it's like, Retro takes the turn to, like, we're going to write... Because the first game is all about, like, We're looking for Ridley. We're on a space pirate planet. It's like like Chozo are here. So you're interacting with like the Metroid lore stuff. And this is like new planet, no Chozo, get fucked. Uh, Here's new people. They look just like the Chozo. Let's not think about it too much. We didn't try that hard. Um, (laughs) But that means all the lore is like self-contained and doesn't really matter aside from like some of the uh, some of the stuff where you're dealing with the space marines really early, just doing like the broadest aliens pastiche in the world, um, a little bit of the um, uh, space pirate stuff, but like mostly it's Luminoth lore, just talking about how noble these warriors of light were and then a meteor hit and it got real bad for all of them as you run across the like skeleton in the toilet with like three cans of beans from like Fallout games, but like 800 different times. <laughs> yes. And none of them are, like, doing anything because it's, it's Metroid. It's just, like, they put up a great resistance, but then they were eviscerated, and their body lies here forever.
2: Oh, there was that one specific party that was trying to breach the Sky Temple that you find out about.
0: And other than that, yep. yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange because, like, the story of this ends up, like... We, like, Metroid Fusion. Great game. SAX. Classic enemy. Um... This game, it like literally lifts all that stuff, but like none of the like narrative weight that the like the the small GBA game has. But like Dark Samus isn't is in Smash. Like it's a character that people know and recognize, despite the lack of context given in this game for any of it. It's
1: so weird how much Dark Samus is not a character and doesn't matter. Uh, has no <laughs> it's agency. Just, it's, just,
0: it's just hanging out eating Phazon every time you run into it. <laughs> yeah, there's like logs where the space pirates are like, oh, fuck, there's two of them,
1: uh, yep. which are pretty good. Um, because why, the space pirates just shouldn't have come here. They should have been like, there's too much mess here. We could get stuff somewhere else. Yeah, they have, like, uh, the worst all... day.
2: It's like the <laughs> Ing attack, Dark Samus shows up, the cops show
1: up, and then the normal Samus shows up, all in, like, order. <laughs> yes. And it happens pretty quick, too. Like... Uh, the whole situation is not as like as stretched out as you think it would be. Um, but uh well, where, where, where was I saying about the where were we? We I got lost my train of thought there. Is Dark Samus not mattering. Dark Samus not mattering. Yes, because like at the end of the game, right, you're doing the escape sequence, and Dark Samus and Samus like aim their uh, arm cannons at each other, and it's meant to be like the end of Devil May Cry three is happening, even though this is first. Um. Uh, yeah, just or, classic or,
0: mirror match shit, right? Yeah,
1: like, so some mirror match stuff. You know, like any Metal Gear fight is after the mech, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of games do this, uh, and I know, and I know there's like a mirror match, uh, mirror fight in um, Zero Mission of Fusion's all about the S.A.X. Uh, so, like Metroid's done this before, but it is given through the cutscene the narrative weight in the moment of these are two rivals finally having their clash, but they're not. <laughs> they're just not and it, like dark samus isn't even anything to do with samus it's just because that's what the um like the phason transformed into uh, because it took our suit uh it, it's not even like an echo of um i, I mean it's called echoes so i guess it is an echo of Samus, but it's not like narratively right it just is it's strange that there's so little weight behind the imagery
0: of dark samus yeah it's weird because you'd expect there to be more like the trilogy is called Metroid Prime you'd think the part where like Metroid Prime has now got a body and is like actively in your way should have like oh it's sentient and it hates samus for destroying it or whatever none of that's here that's not a thing
1: <laughs> I was convinced that this game would end with you absorbing Dark samus uh taking the phase on and thus becoming corrupted <laughs> for Metroid Prime 3. Because I thought this game had the same arc as uh, Prince of Persia. <laughs> <this trilogy. laughs>
0: but it's um, slightly different. Yeah, slightly different. You'll have to wait to see what happens in Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Uh,
1: it's going to be terrible, because the worst bit of this game is the first hour or so where the game's genuinely really bad, because while they're doing the Metroid stuff, is fun. It's really going in. On the look at these corporal guys, and they've all got alien guys corporal names, and they're all here, and they're all stupid, and they look, they're getting attacked, and then they come back to life, and it's all isn't this creepy stuff? I'm like, this is the stuff I don't like, but it, like. Metroid is is iconic in video games right because it pulls from Alien uh, in a very direct way it's about like space isolation atmosphere all the stuff this is what it's famous for and this is pulling from Aliens like every game ever pulls from Aliens it is all the bits that i don't like in games already and they go so hard and i know and then, and then eventually you get through that and then it becomes Metroid Prime again you're like oh thank god <laughs> and it's great uh, but i know that corruption like is that a more a lot more and it has voice acting so
0: <laughs> i
1: guess i'm kind of excited to
0: see it i'm not there's uh, there's weird it's it, like it's also this but it, there's more to it than that because they're introducing the hunters right there's other bounty hunters and stuff
1: yeah i believe they're introduced in metroid prime hunters
0: true don't play that
1: game i, I, I uh, never did play an, hunters actually first person shooter on the ds i didn't want to
0: scratch my screen um. so I plot stuff I guess that's it right unless we really want there's anything else plot wise you want to cover because that's really not what we're here for I will say it's very funny that like the instant you solve all the problems and you collapse the dark world uh, main Luminoth guys already popped everyone out of the little like cryostasis things and everyone's like oh yeah Dev, bye Samus thanks thanks for your help time for a cookout you're not invited get the fuck out of here
2: <laughs> yeah you, before you even get back they're already ready
1: out there and ready to go Yeah. She barely even turns back when she waves. <laughs> and it is a pretty cool shot as she's like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm badass. I'm Samus." But it is like, all right, I'm out. Fix your car. Goodbye. Yeah, Got stuff
0: to do. See you next mission. Um,
1: I, d- I don't think I have any more plot stuff because like, we're here to talk about the game Metro Prime 2 and all the various things that that
0: entails. So um, I played this game when it came out. Originally, I did not like it. I was like, it's it's weird. I, I was not playing shooters. I had not really played any shooters. And the ammo stuff was like really tense for me. I remember being really like lost in it and just having a hard time anytime you're in the dark world. So I didn't actually sit down and play this game until about 2006. And then when I did that, I fucking loved it. I loved its weird hard bosses. I liked it being like a weird ROM hack kind of layout of Metroid Prime 2 or of Metroid Prime, because this game is about what if Metroid Prime? one which is like a meticulously laid out like sprawling reinvention of a metroid game mixed with a zelda game was just fucking hard and like weird and uncooperative at every turn and i still like that about it it's but not this that game it's was hard uh, th- it, i mean there's I some hard like, parts but yeah the, the, yeah, this game specifically, it's specifically, like, the early to mid-game stuff where you, you're taking a ton of damage in the dark world, you don't have the ammo to, like, if you're not used to, like, managing ammo, you don't, like, trust that you can get stuff out of boxes, you're always kind of low on ammo, um, and you're afraid to use it, and if you don't use it, the game's really hard when you're just using your normal, uh, beam, um, it's just weird it's just a weird fucking game like going through the dark world stuff was very claustrophobic and like p- intense pressure um mm-hmm. but when i clicked with it uh i think th- this is this game is really cool mostly it's because of the bosses that are like if they work they work and if they don't they're like the most miserable experience in the <laughs> world. yeah <I> <laughs> this it's, is like, true it's not that it's hard it's more that it's like complete and total bullshit out of no because
1: it's not it is it is hard right it's like if the harder of the metric prime one um but the ways in which the difficulty is expressed is not like there's one really hard bit in Metro Prime One, but it is consciously a difficulty, like a, a dungeon. Right, it is a you go through the phase of minds and every room is a combat slog uh, because you're meant to be clearing out this. Like it, it is intentionally designed to be that, and I kind of hate it uh, because it was annoying. But I get it in the scope of the world. Metro Prime Two will go from like really easy to really hard to just what the fuck are you doing out of nowhere because it has that ROM hack energy or it just doesn't cohere uh, super well in a way that I think is often really interesting because I was I was talking to you when I was playing this and I was like, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean it in a negative sense. I think the version of this that is like this game but capital you know, quotes made correctly is Ocarina of Time and I like this game more. Oh yeah, this is my um, favorite
2: Metroid Prime game for sure and probably Metroid game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, the atmosphere and the difficulty and all the Dark World stuff is probably a big part of that. I played it like a year after it came out in 2005. Um, and especially the, before you get the Dark Beam. Now, when you get the Dark Beam you don't have the Light Beam, and you're in the Dark World, and you don't and you are you don't have your ammo scarce, and you're jumping from, like, Light Patch to Light Patch, and then you accidentally shoot your Light Patch with a Dark Beam and screw yourself and all that is... I really enjoyed that back then, and I still like it a lot now.
1: Yeah, I think that, but it's pretty fun. Um, I think the, like, <clears throat> the like, first few hours of this game is really like a really nice unfolding of the stuff. Uh, I think that where it gets a little frustrating is in... Uh, it's The game's too long, for one thing. The game's way too long, and it is has too much area and too much... St- just metroid stuff to hold in your brain which i'm just not going to remember it there's a door and i'll remember the door because the door's on the map but there (coughs) there are bits i'm like i'm not going to remember what exactly thing is in this room of which of the 12 abilities i have to use it unless it's like specifically marked um and i'm you know i'm going to miss out on an energy tank and maybe it was just a missile thing i don't know uh which is like the metroid design problem but i think this game is so expansive where that becomes very frustrating Especially when it really matters how many energy tanks you have in this game.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, My thing with this is because it's focused on the light and dark beams and managing the ammo, and managing how you go in the dark world and deal with enemies there, and like... The flow of the areas is about getting far enough into the light world to hit a wall, going into the dark world, unlocking a new thing that transfers into the other world, coming back out, and then making a little more progress as you go through. And you're like dipping into the dark world to get the keys and unlock new areas, but you're mostly making your progress in the light world. And and then once you've done that, the dark world, you navigate that space and fight the boss in the dark world. And that's it. Um it makes the stuff that they they formalized as like the new way Metroid works in the first game not matter that much. Like when you get you get four visors in this game, but the, the two the, the two like extra visor than scan and normal visor are only there to solve, like, lock and key puzzles when they want you to use those scanners, basically. Uh, they don't matter. They don't fucking matter at all. Um, they put more Metroid things in it, like the screw attack and the space jump, but they're they're miserable. They're, like, there to be there. But you use the screw attack, like, four times, and it's it's awkward every single time because it's hard to use because in, in, it pulls out to third person and the timing's weird and the wall jump aspect of it is, like, miserable and you can only do it on certain parts. But clearly, that was the thing people asked for, so they put it in. And when I'm not just running around weird spaces fighting, you know, corrupted aliens and uh, monsters and stuff, I think the game's bad at that stuff. Like, a lot of the hidden areas are fiddly because you, when you're in the dark world, especially if you're trying to get stuff as it's open to you and you're like, maybe I could get this. You're always punished for exploring because you're in the middle of places where you're taking constant damage. Yeah. <laughs> that dark world it- thing is a really strange choice. Like, I like it when you're playing the game, like, as the story is laid out and the combat arena is like, you know, the flow of the natural part of the game. But the part where it's like, there's there's anything in this room. I can see it. I don't know if I can get to it. But actively trying to get to it and not being able to is punishing if it's not the right time because I'm not gaining anything other than taking damage and being miserable. Um, Right. I think it hurts the, like, curiosity aspect of Metroid to make half the game poisonous for you for most of the game. And the way they kind of mitigate
1: that is there's very little exploration stuff to do in the dark world, but there's not mm-hmm. none. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still on the... It doesn't matter how much there actually is because you're still in the mindset of either an energy tank, or you still check, you know, because I don't know know where they are. I'm going to look yeah. for them.
0: Yeah. But then... The actual like, like I said, the main flow of the game I think is like mostly really good, but it is a, it's more of a combat game where it's about what ammo is best against these enemies, what will decrease the amount of time I have to spend fighting this thing, because a lot of the battles feel like battles of attrition where you're just like getting like lumps knocked out of you by these enemies. If yeah, you don't do know you the shortcuts, like stand
2: around and recharge when you're in the dark world, or you just keep moving. That's
0: yes. I tried very hard not to stand around and recharge and this time playing through the game because uh, I don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> I mean, you really need to, but like only in with the first suit. Because I was yes. talking to you and Curly and being like, "What are you talking about?" You uh, there are parts where like I absolutely have to stand and recharge. Like I was in the um, big arena before the boss, and every like when I went over to the right to see if there was a thing there, there wasn't. I had to stand in the thing for ninety seconds because I was like, that, that exploration cost me that time. But then you get the dark suit, and then it is, like, legitimately way better. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, survivable, at least. Whereas at the beginning, you're just scrambling.
0: Yeah. Um, So my memory of this is mostly a game about the bosses. I happen to like most of them, even, like, some of the infamously, like, difficult ones. Um, Because my thing about this game, generally, overall, is that, to me, this is, like... This might be my favorite 3D Zelda before Breath of the Wild. I think it understands, like, dungeon design better than a lot of the, like, Nintendo games. And, like, you go into the space, you try to figure it out. It's very overwhelming. It feels very, like, intense as you slowly expand through the space. You find the three keys to unlock the big door to the boss. And then you fight a big boss that pulls together all the weird stuff you've acquired while you're in this dungeon. Um... I think, like, quadratics. the big mech, is, like, l- genuinely one of the best bosses
2: ever. Oh, ever yeah, he's ever. my second favorite in this game, but he's a, yeah, good one. Uh,
0: he would he, um, I mean, I, he is my favorite, but i, I got a bone to pick. <laughs> <I have> a <laughs> to pick. So bad about it. Uh, because, like, that boss is, like, it's this huge giant mech that has, like, this multi-phase fight where you're, like, blowing pieces off of it as it marches around the space. And then um, the head comes off and you have to, like stop it from transmitting to the head and then once that's done you have to like ramp yourself off of the collapsed legs in morph ball mode which is the part where the camera's fucking sucks because every time the third person camera is in this game it's miserable um i feel like the first game was mostly good about like the morph ball stuff and how it navigated the space but like there's any mo- anytime you have to do a morph ball stuff in the bo- in the boss rooms in this game it's impossible to see what's going on like the camera's just like too close in at all times there was one
1: bit where i had to do a like a strat to get an energy tank because my camera like the multiple camera did, was broken it was on the wrong side it was uh, it was like pointed at the back wall and all i could see was a, like this is the wall i can see that there is a ball ro- like a thing rotating there but i can't time these jumps i tried to do it like not being able to see and play blind I did better than i thought i could but it, it, you know i eventually realized there was a way on youtube if i did a Weird hacky jump and then screw jumped across. I could get it, uh, but the the multiple camera is like barely functional in this game, it's really bad. I did that fight, right? And I am um, it was one of the best fights in the game. Incredible, uh, it's a back and forth. Uh, they're pretty good in the early phases about giving you health as your health is ticking down. So, like. There's still a bit of push and pull. Uh you've every way you figure out every boss puzzle is great. And then I I did that and then died like right before the last hit because I ran out of time trying to line up the bosses on the one uh on the camera thing. But then you get the problem of I fight it again, it's the easiest shit in the world. Like I, I know <laughs> yes. the boss. And there's no it's not fun to uh, Dark Souls bosses, right? Like it's not a character action game, is what I mean. So it doesn't have no. the action game thing where like it's still fun to fight the boss once you figure it out. There's nothing that I can I can now yeah, it's do. It's all the boss. about the big
0: puzzle, right? Like it's yes. it's peak Nintendo design. You figure out how the boss works, and then once you know, you just go in and you beat the boss. It's not a, it's not a thing.
1: So there were two bosses where I I got the puzzle, I figured it out, and I feel like I should have won, but I didn't because of really annoying bullshit. Uh, the other one was the spider bull, um the spider guardian, which I've been warned off of, but I thought it was actually a really cool boss. Oh, that's my um, it's my second that's favorite boss in this game. That's my
2: favorite boss in the game.
1: I luckily had a leg up on it because I um, did the uh, the one thing that got the one energy tank in the thing. So I'd already like, really got my bomb jumping down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I assume, if you haven't been doing bomb jumping, that, that boss is real hard. Uh, but I, I got in and I died because even though I made it into the third bomb, third or final bomb in the last room... Uh, apparently it just didn't activate. I just was like a, literally a frame too late. Apparently because I made it in, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. Oh, uh, boo! And I was like, God damn it! That would have been such a good bus. So, like the two of the best bosses in the game. I like arbitrarily died because of the messiness of the design.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and the, like that boss in particular to me like evokes the like weird ROM hackness of this game where like that's a boss where you, you run into the boss, it's in a space where you don't normally confront bosses, like you come across it basically on accident, going through like a normal like bomb like tunnel. Um, and then there's this huge sprawling boss here. You can't really scan it because you're in ball mode. If you go if you're doing it again, you can like scan it through the window before you engage in the fight if you know it's there, but that's like not typically what you would do in that situation. Um and you, you, and the boss relies upon you doing bomb jumping and like really precise, tight timing windows, which like is not what main progress was is in any other Metroid game, Prime or otherwise. Like the bomb jumping is generally seen as like a like an extra technique uh, that is like meant for secret gathering and not main progression uh, that this game has. That's been uh, true.
1: In this game until this boss also.
0: Yeah. Uh the third game just gives you a jump in ball mode, I think, is like a recognition that this is <laughs> they want different things than Metroid typically provides. Mm-hmm. Um uh and so like it's weird because like that's the stuff that like as someone who'd like I've hundred percented Metroid Prime one like three times or whatever, like, yeah, I know how to do that stuff. I like that uh, doing that in that game. Um but it, you come across it and, like, this is meant to be a game that, like, everyone can approach. And I don't... Metroid Prime 2 is, like, weird and hard and meant for people who really liked Metroid Prime 1 and wanted something more in a way that, like, sequels aren't. Like, they aren't anymore for sure, but they even weren't at the time. Like, it, this game is infamously really hard um, and, like, unforgiving. And people... A lot of people bounced off of it because of that. Um, and that's what's just, like, interesting to me. But oh, yeah. I think
1: the real... The real thing is with that boss specifically and with a lot of the boss uh problems in this game and the like frustration, is isn't the boss themselves. It's that boss, uh the point where you access it is as you are leaving a room after the uh conversation with the the like guardian hologram. Um and you can't get back to the save point that you went to before, you have to go through this bit and there's like a, a cut cutscene beforehand. Like if you're to die, you you're all the way back in that one room. You gotta to go to the thing, uh Reach the top of the main room because you you can't you can't get over without the, gra- uh, the the with the grapple hook from that side so you have to like do a small combat puzzle uh go through the bomb thing back thing talk to him get the cutscene go back hit the thing and then start the boss again that's that's how failure looks like in this games why they didn't put save points before the bosses I don't know because this is a game about fighting bosses it's no longer a game about like the spatial slow progression that Metro Prime could get away with they need more save points in this fucking game they need to put checkpoints on the bosses or something.
2: Yeah, let me tell you about the alpha blog. Because that guy down in the b- bottom of the underwater area, the save point is inaccessible once you unlock the access to it. And you have to go around to those three rooms, open it up. Once you do that, you go down, you fight the boss, you screw up a missile timing, you die, and then you've got to go through the puzzles all the- over again
1: that is exactly what happened to me because i opened it up and then was like all right before i go down there i'm gonna go up to the save point and i I just couldn't i couldn't do it because i need the gravity thing to get up there now and i'm like in what universe would a human being do this to me to so i'm trying to play the game i'm trying to enjoy it and like the, the it ended up like i like this game mostly but i think that the frustration points are not the frustration points that like are designed in i think they're just like ludicrous choices um you should be able to get to a save point before you do the boss, especially if it's a choice, right? Especially if it's like, I'm going back to the save point and now I suddenly can't. Uh, because... Yeah, it's like
2: you can't go look for more energy tanks. You can't save. You got to go try and fight the boss.
1: Um, and it's, it's just a really frustrating situation when you're, especially when, because there are points where I'm like, I know there's a boss there. Like that, that this is literally what happened to me and I couldn't quite beat it the first try and I had to do all that shit again.
2: Well, I did it six times. Before I finally beat the guy. Ooh, because I... I had not been collecting energy tanks that diligently. So after the f- fourth time, I went back. I said, I'm not going down there. I went around to all the areas I hadn't explored. And, you know, stocked up on energy tanks. And then it was a lot easier to finish it out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think this game just expects you to take more damage in a way that, like it sucks because there's so such hard health gating like if you if you aren't collecting energy tanks at least like some of them uh these bosses are just you're just going to take damage there's no way to ev- there's no like no hit run of metroid prime 2 bosses i mean there definitely is but not for a regular person right but like a lot there's multiple bosses where you're just in the dark world taking damage like yeah. you're getting you're you, there's no way to not get hit that's true the, that's true they're, they're getting, the boost they're, guardian there you're literally
2: there and
1: there's no light it's just a fight against him. Uh, the boost got in, I really, I came around on, I was like, this is, first of all, it, the ways in which, first of all, I, I can get to a save point, it's like a short walk and I can plan right. it, so it, it felt more like a, you know, there was a slight boss run, but it was more like a Dark Souls, I've unlocked with the shortcuts thing, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't feel frustrated in that way from all the attempts, um, and second of all, the attempts, If this one was pretty close to a character action boss of, I wasn't waiting around that much, I was doing the thing. And then I was doing the next thing. I wasn't waiting for phases to end in the way that uh, a lot of the other bosses have, which in the Dark World is nightmarish because your health going down.
2: Yeah. Did you know that they actually nerfed the Boost Guardian in the Metroid Prime Trilogy version compared to the original?
0: Yep, because that's the version I played and I I beat it first try. (laughs) Um, God, that makes sense. Uh,
1: I I I thought it was fine in the end because like eventually when I like when I realized how to do bomb damage to the girl, I was like, oh, this is actually genuinely a fun tactic.
0: Um, my thing is, it's like it's like a parody of, like, bad bosses If before you know what you're doing. Yes. Uh, and even then, like, the arena's really small. Like, that thing just comes at you. There's no, like, good breathers. There's very limited, like, a- uh, health regen because uh, there's no light stuff. And there's only so many things you can shoot. And if it doesn't drop, like, little englings, uh, you're not just going to be able to farm health. It's just, like... A lot. It's just so much all at once. I remembered it being bullshit and I was like knew I was coming up on it. I'm like, this is gonna be rough? And then it mostly turned out okay. Uh that's because it does like half as much damage with its main attack <laughs> as it did in the original release of the game where I played it. Um mm-hmm. is that worth playing with motion controls? Absolutely not. No, I could never have played I had <laughs> to play with a controller. I've oh. I played both these games on the Wii U version at this point, with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. I fucking hate this control scheme for Metroid Prime. I It's miserable. And this game in particular seems not very well built for it. Thank God there's not as much visor switching as the first game had, because that's one of the worst parts uh, is when you have to switch visors. Um, but damn, I don't like it. <laughs> it's very strange. Because I'm, I'm probably going to play Corruption that way
1: unless the Switch port comes out, right? Um, yeah but that's going to be one game that i know is designed for it that way yeah that game is like much easier
0: than this game like categorically easier in every way than yeah that would not be the easiest one
1: but um we haven't even mentioned the actual worst boss in this game which is so bad i think it's it's it has to be a joke it's too bad it's the worst boss i've ever played in a game that's actually too far but it's really bad which is the first phase of emperor ing what (laughs) the fuck i beat it but like, it's it's less that it's like you know kills in two seconds. It's more just like the things you are asking me to do are criminal. I ha- it's a, so it's a boss. It's a big thing. Um... In a circle arena, which is a lot of bosses in this game. So you t- target it, but you've also... you specifically got to target its tentacles, which are hovering over you. And you can't l- look up enough to get them from close range. So you have to move back. But they've put the phase on around the whole arena. So if you move back too far, you get damaged by it as you look up. Also, your lock-on doesn't work on any of the shots. Uh, so it's basically impossible to shoot them without the white beam. And you only have limited ammo. Uh, so... It it was just like every mechanic interact with every other mechanic in a way that makes this so much worse. It was hilarious. What what, what really beams
2: bad. were you using on him? Out of curiosity, I
1: was using the white. I was using the uh, the, uh, the 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 black and white beam the annihilator in the end. Yeah, because that yeah. one
2: has tracking, like it has homing. If you're just aimed in the general vicinity, mm-hmm. so, But I ran out. I uh, ran
1: out. Uh, so I, I the way I ended up beating him uh for the last phase was i did power bombs on the things as they did their low attack oh Uh, oh, that's a neat trick the other good thing is to use the missiles in seeker mode Mm
0: -hmm. oh that would totally make sense and that
2: you lock onto all of them you fire out a volley and
0: you like do that twice and it knocks them all out I didn't think of that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think of that. But that's I I hate the secret missile. I think like the process to like activate them is just too much. Yeah, it's weird. You have to fire a missile and then just hold the button. It's If you you hold the charge beam and then swap to missiles, you will go into secret charge mode without wasting a missile. But it is ridiculous. (laughs) You have to like hack it to get that to work. That's also really hard to do on an Xbox controller, which I know is, like I mean, it's a not easy problem. to do on my controller either. Cause, uh, holding, just doing a super missile is like, I hold down a, on a Wii remote and then I have to hit down on the D pad, which is my thumbs busy holding down the A button. <laughs> I have to like change my grip from like, cause normally it's like curled in, like holding a normal controller, right? Your hands are pointed inward to like. You know, my thumb is on top of the Wii remote, so I can hold down the A button with the bottom of my thumb, and then hit the top bottom of the D pad at the top of my thumb. Ludicrous, miserable.
1: There were definitely times where, like, because I was locking on and because I was moving, I would have to move my right hand over to hit the D pad to switch visors, rather yes. than use the left thumb. Yeah, uh, love it. Hilarious yeah, hilarious proposition.
2: I was on my GameCube, so I didn't. The controls actually weren't too bad, but. I guess that's what it's designed for in the first place. It makes sense.
1: Yes, that's a great controller. I looked up. Was like, can I get a cheap like knockoff GameCube controller USB? I bet someone makes that for Smash. Every review is like, no, use the official USB adapter. But I'm like, there's not, there's not. It is so expensive to get a good GameCube controller now because the Smash fans, they're desperate. They need it. Oh, I got yeah. three
2: in the basement. Maybe I should sell a couple.
1: Um, <laughs> honestly, <I'm, laughs> if they're good condition, I would look into it. Because yeah. Uh, this is just me losing out by not having one back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that stuff is uh, weird and fresh. Can, like, there's other bosses where, like... Um what is it is it the super bomb there's what's the boss that's like you're on the walls of the spider ball and it's just constantly lobbing like m- missiles or bombs at you is that the super bomb that's the power bomb power bomb yeah yeah uh that one is just like it's just you mess up and you're like reset and you're like okay i got this whole fucking thing again and i remembered it enough to know that i'm like i'm gonna do the ones furthest away from climbing yes. up the wall first <laughs> Because but, it just gets harder the deeper in you get, but if you play it the normal way, like you're just like cutting yourself off from like being able to do it quickly. It's so laborious. But even worse than that, like because the game it has a lot
1: of weird morph ball mechanics, but doesn't communicate to them. There's one specific morph ball mechanic that makes no fucking sense uh, and is key to this boss and is terrible. Which is that you c- you can't jump in any direction from a morph ball thing and the difference between how a boost works and how a bomb works is crucial.
0: Yes. The thing the thing the game does not tell you, and, like, or... I just think the controls should just account for this, is if you are, like... Because you, when you're locked onto something with the spider ball, you can kind of, like, wiggle the stick if you're at the end of a track to, like, lean, basically. But if you're leaning, everything is fucked up. <laughs> you can't boost properly. You can't ball, ball uh, bomb jump properly. You just need to, like, let your finger off the stick and do the thing you wanted to do. It's, and the game doesn't tell you that. I mean, it, like, lets you fall and fail multiple times trying that out. <laughs> it's even worse than that description makes it sound. Because you can only lean
1: on the officially defined end of a track but there are multiple points in this where you want to like there's an l bend in the track but there's another the bit you want to get to is like a jump from the from the bend um like the the bit the track bends but if it went straight on there'd be a gap right so you're like oh i just do the jump there like i do in the other bits that logically works to me why wouldn't that work in this situation and if you don't put together no you have to you don't lean there you stay still and get the bomb jump um which you're not thinking about because it's just been the t- the tutorials about the boost at this point is like, oh god there's so much this is this is such a disaster boss yeah it's uh it's a mess, I think all the moreful stuff is like apart from the spider spider boss spider guardian um is categorically worse than the first game and i was already kind of annoyed there's stuff there's
0: stuff i like about it like i really like when you're leaving the sky fortress um and you have to use the huge spider balls like because the bridge is uh like broken and you have to use the spider ball uh path to go across and boost across like these big spaces with it that's just like neat but also like you know if you haven't figured out the mechanics by now the game's just fucking miserable about it like it's so hard to navigate that stuff uh and later like during Quadraxis, if you don't understand that you have to let off the stick to do a proper boost jump away from a spider ball track you're gonna have a terrible time yes um and that and that stuff that like you know as someone who played these games like i knew all that stuff but like it's just it's just fiddly and weird in the way that like it feels very unintended it's like this is stuff that you should account for and like fix and make it so people can't do this and mess themselves up like you know they want to do the jump why would you let them like wiggle to where you're going to rock it off in a bad direction
1: Right. It's it is strange because it's like the puzzle part is well designed and there's just these weird frictions that push it off. Um, but sometimes those frictions are just there's too much to remember and you don't know, oh, I'm trying to do the thing from 15 hours ago that I've not been asked to do till now. Um, <laughs> that That's
0: the part where like the dark beam it's like or the visor the dark visor is used like six times in the game basically and you run across if you don't remember that you have it because once you get it you're not using it all the time like the way you are like you have a you have a night vision in in metroid prime you have heat vision you have x-ray and they're like useful in like specific ways uh that apply through the rest of the game that's not true here you're like uh what do i do here use the dark visor oh right that thing yeah is there invisible platforms around I didn't even think like of it.
1: Tw- like three. Like three. There's barely any. Um. And to the point where like, adding in screw attack makes that weirder, because you see a big gap and you go, oh, Dark Beam. And you're like, oh, no. All right, because you've got a different thing for this, uh, which I guess comes to my main, my, my genuine number one big critique of this game. For us to change one single thing, it would be this, and it is to stop making a Metroid game. Jesus Christ, these are Zelda dungeons. Why, do you, why is there anything in any three of these things that asks you to know or do something that hasn't been introduced in this dungeon? I think if these were all three distinct areas which you could hold in your head all of these problems fall away because then the mechanics become focused and then you can do the exploration in bits rather than in a backtracky bit toward the end I think that would like solve 80% of my frustrations with how this game is designed
0: yeah I just don't think they're interested in making a metroid game the way people think of this is the form of a metroid game and when it has to do that stuff it's at its worst the moment where you're like a net where
1: you you like where the fuck do i go and then the the hint point thing pops up and says go back to the main temple to get a thing you didn't know was there is like it knocks you out of the game because it's never it
0: hasn't asked this for you before why would i think to do that yeah yeah the flow of like there's a bit later like you get you get like the one thing out of the sky temple and uh the next thing you have to do is go back to Torvizbog. Why? Why do I need? What would tell me I need to go back there in a way that's like different than I need to go hunt for secrets at the end of the game? Because that's what I've squirreled away in my brain is like what I do in these metric games is I'm not going back to an area until I have everything because I'll just run across new gates that'll frustrate me if I do. Uh, but it just wants you like go back to the area that fucking sucks, the underwater stage, and go find the thing in there. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do that unless I absolutely have to. Unfortunately, you do indeed have to go back there and down into like the worst part of it. And the first, the first area
1: doesn't have this. Like, you don't go back to Temple Grounds while you're doing um, Aegon Wastes or whatever. It's not called... That's the, mm-hmm. the dark version. I don't think it might be called Wait, Aegon Wastes. Aegon know. Wastes. Wait, yeah, it's Aegon I mean. Wastes. Yeah, but you, you go there, and like because it's the first dungeon, you're like, oh, this is the tutorial dungeon. This is the form it will follow. I will have a straightforward Zelda dungeon that is like l- bigger than a Zelda dungeon, because it's like, multiple items. So I will have a Zelda dungeon slash Metroid experience condensed into a like, two- to three-hour area, and then I will move on to the next one. But that's that's not the formula it follows for the rest of the game, and it gives you expectations that it just immediately breaks and doesn't communicate that it's broken.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um i think it's it's messy and frustrating and like i get why people bounce off it and i think it's like really inelegant um but when it when it works it's really cool i think the sky temple is like a great like incredible area um i love those like little orb guys who like knock out samus's systems and you have to reboot oh yeah yeah to hold down reboot your it's really cool
1: the first time that happened i was like why is my frame rate dropping on dolphin (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> <laughs> there were still like the game runs perfectly on dolphin but dolphin was occasionally like
0: once or twice an hour just do a big stutter out of nowhere so it totally could have been we we've had people in our discord who've been playing on dolphin and did not have that experience so it does not always run perfectly on dolphin yeah i saw i mean i saw the exact problem and i did everything to set it up like,
1: because it's to do with the way shaders work in the hidden setting in the back of uh, thing that doesn't affect the Metro Prime 1. And when I set it up, I set all those things off before I even played it once. I think that fixed it. I also think there's just an element of getting lucky there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that sounds re- just, like, neat and cool. I love that area. I love this, like, giant technologically advanced... Like, it feels like the future, even though it's Metroid, like, everything's spaced in the future, and then you go to the dark version, and it's all just moody and sick all the time. Um, <laughs> the, the In the dark version of that, the, like, skybox looks out on, like, a glowing, like, cityscape that isn't... re Like, n- the, no one's on this planet. There's no city to look out on, but, like, the skyboxes are, like, weird and evocative but don't make sense for, like... The way the game is in the same way that like Metroid Prime ones did, it's it's weird.
1: I think there are some areas in this game, like the, the the sanctuary specifically, um that look really good. uh But I generally think a lot of this game just looks like a kind of brown mess in the way that I think of games from this era looking. It mm. looks kind of bad, and I know that there's like there's a conscious effort in this game to make a civilization with spaces that connect to each other right we have our uh, things built around this temple and everything's logically meant to move away from the metroid idea of the lava level and the ice level and the mines um because i i can tell they're pushing against the like abstract video gamey nature of the first game um but it ends i like the um uh Aegon, like temple grounds is kind of brown and then Aegon waste is more kind of brown and then Tova's. Torfus- Tov's Bog is kind of gray. Uh and it's only until the century that you get like some really cool distinctive visual designs. Uh I think the game's kind of ugly a lot of the time in a way that is kind of disappointing. Cuz the first game's fine. Yeah. But I do know part of that is just games were ugly <laughs> in this era. This is yeah. not all of them, but this is a, the time for brown in video games has begun and it will last until 2009 brown and fog okay. the two specialties you get, of the a, you game get a dark suit
0: and it's a brown
1: suit <laughs> I, okay the, the suits in this game suck but i can't tell if that's true or if the metroid dread suit has completely broken any perception of what a metroid suit looks like because it's so
0: much better than everything else that i just see it in my head every time <laughs> i um i like the light suit i think the dark suit has like i think there's like cool design elements in it but i don't think it comes together in the right way it just doesn't feel metroidy to me yeah it's um, different. which i guess is like i guess that's kind of like both the suits feel alien in a way that samsa suits do not typically and i think that's cool um like they're different technology there's not like you've got purple shoulders now um in ways that are like distinct um but that doesn't make them good necessarily it's just visually interesting compared to in comparison to other metroid suits like you look at you look at the dread suit and it, i love it but like that's a that's a metroid ass metroid suit
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like the, mean, it, the dark suit looks like you're gonna t- turn into a car instead of a morph ball
1: <laughs> yeah it's because it's like when i think of metroid suits i think of like block colors Uh, arranged in a distinctive way which is true because of how pixels work right these were meant to be identifiable suits uh and more importantly identifiable changes between suits in a small uh, pixel art form and none of this is true of the dark and light suit they're both like single color suits with fiddly
0: designs Mm -hmm. yeah do we have anything else we have a bunch of questions, so I figure. If, uh... We have 7,000 mm-hmm. emails, so let's let's get on with them. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts, I guess? I mean, I the thing is, for all of this, I like this game still. I think that there's, like, a lot to love here. Uh, I like that it's kind of weird and, like, high friction and, like, not... It's not the effortless thing. When I think of Nintendo games now, I think of games that are pleasant, but I just fall out of my head. And this game is full of like sticking points that like I'm mad about or find frustrating, but it sits nicely in my brain when I think about it in a way that I don't consider as like a Nintendo thing anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think
0: that's like a valuable thing.
2: Uh, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, glad that when I went back to it again, it was as much fun as the first time. And uh Yeah. I'm still had a real fun time with it, but yeah, you can see, I can see why other people have a tough, tough time with it. And why it's a lot of people's least favorite. Mm-hmm.
0: I do. I do want them to put out that trilogy again and put real controls in it. Cause, Oh, this, this uh, new play control version, not a fan. Nope. Only Pikmin can handle this. God, new play control. Pikmin is the shit.
1: That's the real stuff. They <laughs> gave Pikmin a pointer. Yeah, I can't, imagine, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I know they have that control scheme, but it's using the gyro aiming on the Switch thing, which is a nightmare. So, ugh. Yeah.
0: I mean, I played Pikmin one and two on the GameCube, um, and then played them on the Wii, and much better that way. Yeah. Anyway, question. If you would like to send emails, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. That can be about the game we're covering any given month or any gaming stuff in general. Um, we love random emails. I think most of the emails today are actually about Metroid Prime 2, which was really surprising to me. I didn't think that was good what was going to happen. Um, People love Metroid Prime 2. It's a very popular game. And even
1: if it <laughs> isn't, like because it is un- unpopular, it was at the time, it is more popular. You
0: know, KO2 style, right? Yeah. Uh, so, our first emails from Erica. Uh, it's not unheard of in other mediums to have series just keep going, sometimes longer if they need to. It seems like it's been an integral part of video games far more than other mediums for about as long as there's been video games. And when a popular series doesn't come out regularly or ends entirely, people are upset. Do you have any thoughts on why the culture on games specifically is so far in that direction? Despite asking this, I'm still hyped for Metroid Dread. Me too. Me too? You definitely. Um, for me, I think it's mostly that... What you were asking for in a franchise, most people—I think this is true for most people, not always true. What you're asking for in a franchise is a mechanical, like flavor that other games aren't doing. Like when I want a Mario game, I want new stuff to jump on with Mario jumps. I don't care about him. I don't care what the framework is of oh he's gonna interact with Bowser again and they're gonna fight over Princess Peach. Don't give a shit. I just wanted—I want the triple jump. I want the somersault jump, and no other game can give me those things in the right way. Yes, I agree with it because when I
1: think of like, damn, I miss the, the There's no Metal Gear anymore. I want Metal Gear back. I don't. I don't care about Big bots. I mean, I do, right? But in the same way that like, I'm not looking for like new entries in movie series. I, I like right. The stories are done. Um, but uh, so I don't want another Metal Gear in that sense. But I want another base to sneak around. I want uh some to collect some more cards. Nothing else does that. And I think that's the answer. There is that there is, uh, just mechanical experiences are only in certain series uh and the other ones i think is that like uh, a lot of people grew up in the 90s and 2000s or the late 90s and early 2000s specifically where this wasn't the norm and it was only the norm for about seven years and is no longer the norm and everyone's mad about it it was like seven years where they were making a ton of video games and specifically they were being made uh by companies by like the like large publishers um and being shipped to stores constantly there was a new castlevania every year there was a new Mega Man every six months way past the time you would think that would be true uh and then it all just stopped because the realities of the production changed and it's all about services now and etc 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 and i think that's that's why and people are still
0: sad about that Uh, I'm curious to what extent that's going to change in an era where Star Wars and uh, Marvel are constantly going. Like, this expectation has gone into TV and and movies now. The things that are popular, you assume you're going to get drip-fed pieces of it forever. And that's just what stories are. Um, So... Like the part where video games just stop because like last game didn't sell, we're not making anymore. Is like Marvel's gonna put out Marvel shit. If one of them does badly, they'll just make more Marvel shit and forget the one did poorly. Um, too big to fail. Yeah, I'm curious because like for the things that are of the Marvel
1: scale of production in games, they don't come out quick enough anymore, right? Like it takes five years to make a video game because we've ruined the, the entire production cycle. Um, so I I don't I don't know what the answer to
0: that is.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Eric writes in, everyone loved it when Metroid became a first-person shooter, so much so they even made a sequel. But Nintendo fans weren't as enthusiastic about Zelda's first-person shooter title. Uh, I assume that means Link's crossbow training, which that's why they weren't enthused about it, because it... Fucking terrible. Because I didn't have uh, the Wii Zapper that unlocked the true potential of Link Crossbow trading. No, it came with. I used the Wii Zapper because it came with that. But that that game's a shooting gallery. It's stupid. Uh, how can Nintendo recapture the FPS market without coming up with any new ideas? What classic Nintendo franchise would translate to an FPS best? My money's on Kirby. I'm gonna say they kind of have
1: Splatoon now, so they could probably do something with that. Cheating. Need a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> Splatoon is already a shooter. i'd mean, not first person, but
0: yeah, I mean it's great. Uh I my immediate answer, and I don't even I mean the shooterness does not matter, but they should make first person girls mode. What if girls mode was Skyrim?
1: <laughs> girls mode was Skyrim?
0: Yeah. Uh Kid Icarus. Oh, uh, more crossbow training. <laughs> yep. Magical crossbow training. First person chibi robo. I actually think a first-person, like an actual real first-person Zelda would be interesting. I think you could do cool stuff with that. The society,
1: if Ocarina of Time was first-person, what changes in video games? Everything? Did everything,
0: everything change? I think everything changes, yeah. Is
1: there another game that could come out in a different form that would
0: change more about just the world of how things are made? Uh, VII doesn't have CG cutscenes.
1: you know that's a good answer it has to be something in its era there's no other era that can like do it other than early 3d stuff Mm
0: -hmm. um i think mario is like the only one i think would be like not interesting like i i understand what first person mario is and i'm not interested in that i don't think it's good or weird even in fun ways it'd just be miserable that's the only one i don't know what first person kirby is but i play it sure why not The thing, the thing, the appeal of first person Nintendo games to me is looking at the the Nintendo characters and art from like an interesting new perspective. That seems cool. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is the, I still think it's cool in Mario 64. You get to see like what Mario like looks like from every direction. You can see what the bottom of his shoe looks like. I cared about this in 1996. I believe you. Yeah. It turns out it's a flat brown polygon because it's 1996. (laughs) That's true. Um, This one is from Crystal. I love the way box art looked like in the GameCube PS2 Xbox era as exemplified by Metroid Prime 2. Lots of filters and layers, very distinct spines. Uh, If you haven't seen the box art, it's got like a hollow background. It's very shiny and cool. Um, What is your favorite box art of this era? Of this
1: era? Someone else can go first. I'm thinking.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm going to cheat and say I like, uh, Japanese GBA boxes. No, uh, you, I mean, you, you were right, but this is cheating. So yeah, they're definitely so cheating. Good. Yeah, it's absolutely cheating, but it's good. I, oh, society, if I was rich, I'd just own a bunch of Japanese GBA boxes. That's it. I wouldn't need to do anything else. I just like look at them every day. I am
1: like 99% sure that you said this last on our Metro
0: Prime 1 episode. Yeah, probably. I think about it all the time. Um i don't I, so here's my thing as i like the metroid prime 2 box specifically i think it's very cool uh i've never liked the like shiny gold zelda like discs and cartridges and like consoles and this is not really the answer but i'm just taking it in a different direction i hate the tacky shiny gold stuff in zelda like merchandise and like the game specifically i don't know who that's for i think it looks cheap and awful i it mean was... it, it's it's of the era it
2: was for me when I was seven years old visiting my friend's house, and there was one gold cartridge, and all the rest were gray.
0: Yeah, when when, I, when it's when it was the gold Legend of Zelda NES cartridge, that was cool because it was the late '80s, early '90s, and that was interesting. When it's like, ah, oh, get this GameCube disc, and it's like this textured gold print on the disc. I'm like, I don't care about this.
1: Yeah, I never really cared about this either, but I did. I did. I guess I have some affection for this era of box art, but when I think of, like, one that I really like is, like, Jets of Radio Future, which is very not this. Mm. That's just a cool piece of art. Um, but I guess I have, like, generic... Nostalgia is the wrong word, but I have an affection for the, like, overproduced uh, early 2000s just a- aesthetic stuff, like A Million mm. Like You
0: know, I can appreciate the cover to something like Burnout 3. Uh, my I my stuff is, like, the um, like Katamari Damacy cover. Like, the really, like this is like an art game before we had an understanding of like art games kind of like cover there's like a certain sort of like early aughts like japanese video game like weird game aesthetic to those covers i think it's like really good that's Uh, the stuff i eat up
1: on the other end of the spectrum you've got like dino crisis 3 where it's just the most like check it out it is 2002 and we have the world's worst cg models let's go
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, the Resident Evil one where they its like the the tear with the zombie, like kind of just peeking through it. I remember that one being evocative when I was when that I saw that. And, but trying to think any ones
0: I liked more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually the era where I feel like box art starts being bad to me because everything's like a CG render and like I I just want some art, please. Yeah, like, like the older one of my favorite box. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Uh, one of my favorite box arts is the '64 Smash art because I like the key art for original Smash where everyone's kind of like a like noodle armed version of themselves that disappears by a melee, <laughs> just gone, evaporated.
2: Yeah, I, all the older like Genesis and NES box art where it's just paintings and like vaguely hints at what the actual game is. Some of those are great. But it's, like, kind of gone away by the time we get into this era.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is, because I wasn't a Genesis kid, I had a SNES, and, like, Genesis was hard, card, or hard like, cartridge cases, right? Yep. Yeah. So the SNES was all cardboard, like, 64 was all cardboard boxes. So I remember getting the box, and, like, 64, I was a little older, so I was taking care of them. But I don't remember any of my NES or, like, SNES boxes, because I just threw them out, because I was eight. <laughs> Fair. Um,
1: I think it was it was different for um, CDs, right? Because cartridges are they're yeah. hefty stuff. That's like VHS tapes, right? I
0: don't need a box. Yeah, it is and, the like, box. My my SNES games, I had like the little like bottom plastic that you put over the cart, like the cartridge bottoms, like hold them so they're take care of or whatever. But like it, it just changed when you were meant. To, the box was meant to contain the object, and that was not true for the NES stuff and I SNES mean, stuff. Really, SNES and NES carts, have, like they have labels on
1: them, right? You can display them yeah. on a the shelf.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's just weird uh, watching that change. So I don't like—I don't have a lot of affection for the boxes of NES games, but I have a lot of affection for the labels of like NES and SNES games.
1: That makes sense.
0: Uh, Willow writes in, curious what your favorite video rhythm video games are. Guitar Hero and Rock Band are really outsized impact on my music taste as a teen, and while I'm cer- decently certain the same is true for Jackson, I've never really talked to Emma about it. Uh it is embarrassing how much my awareness of like classic rock is informed by the harmonics games i wouldn't know a fucking thing about anything i grew up listening to oldies music i like like 60s and 70s motown and like you know funk and disco i didn't know anything about a, a song with a guitar in it <laughs> made after 1976 until i was playing those games uh yeah Uh, is slightly wrong in that
1: because of my Video gaming history I'm already like crystallized in my knowledge Of this kind of like music through Tony Hawk's and like Burnout and stuff Mm -hmm. So by the time of Guitar Hero Which I like a lot, it's probably my favorite rhythm game uh, I am You know, I'm pretty locked into my rock Knowledge, right? That's the one genre of music I know About. It's White Boy Summer
0: Um And (laughs) this is how I live Um I don't. I don't like. I don't even think this is like. It's like a little embarrassing how much I was just not aware of this like whole genre of music that's very popular. But like, I like those games as like music discovery vehicles. It's like, oh, I don't know what this thing is. I've never heard it. I play it. It's like fun to play. But also, I have new music to like seek out and listen to. And like, because rhythm games are gone, I'm not playing licensed like games with a lot of licensed music. Uh, just by the games I play, like I'm never introduced to music that way anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the music industry collapsed is one thing. Like, yeah. the rock band is struggling because they don't make rock music anymore. And the people that do are not on, like, the labels they're dealing with, right? Like, mm-hmm. the the rock bands on the rock charts are not the music you'd want in rock band because it's gone in a different way. Um, I guess rock band, like, harmonics could theoretically build up again from, like, smaller artists. Uh, but I think the harmonics of 2005 would do that, not the harmonics that exist now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how'd Fuser do, right? I don't know. I, don't I have know. no. know. I am I I bought it. I have n- not even booted it once. I should probably do that. It's it seemed super cool, so I really wanted to try it, but then it was $100. Uh yeah, I just bought it <laughs> for like $100. Uh and haven't booted it once. This is back when I had a job, so you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um but uh the thing is for all of that like my favorite my favorite rhythm games are like Like I like Hatsune Miku and uh, I like uh, you know um, Taiko Drum Master. Like I'm I like a bunch of rhythm games, but all I'm playing is like Japanese style rhythm games, Um, and that's just generally been true. Um, I liked old Bimani stuff. Like I like Par Par Paradise. Like that that's as much of an influence on my taste as like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, probably more of one. Um, Well before I like was introduced the idea of Initial D, I was into Eurobeat because of Bimani games. I care about Bimani more than I care about Initial D. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's the stuff. Like, you know, playing like D4DJ on like iPad. Like, I think rhythm games are like a flourishing genre. Like, Muse Dash is really good. Um, and uh, that's that's where that stuff is now in like cool, like smaller games, usually coming out of like Japan or China.
2: Yeah, I never really got into a lot of rhythm games that just like playing some DDR at the arcade, but when a lot of the plastic instrument craze was going on, I was living in a small apartment, and I didn't have room for it, and I didn't have the money for it, and so just never was a thing.
0: I, um, I can, I can look in my closet right now and see my DJ Hero controller and my, uh, my rock band three keyboard and uh love both of them don't know where any guitar is but i know where those two things are (laughs) i have a guitar hero 2 guitar next to me
1: but that's all i've got left at this point i've moved too many times and threw too much stuff away
0: dj hero was a cool game that deserved better that's my like big take sad that that game never really flourished yep uh okay let me get to the questions uh next uh we have an email from anthony which is your favorite of samus's spaceships what is your favorite suit uh
1: Sa- go ahead samus has one spaceship so that, i don't know that i was know that's be probably my not answer. true but i'm fairly sure samus has the spaceship i'm maybe there's another game where there's a different spaceship i haven't played it yeah it's always our
0: gunship uh the the like the there's like the purple fusion one uh, like mostly it's the same but the fusion one is like categorically different okay um, i don't
1: remember the specific differences
0: um let me send you this one you'll be like oh that's like category- like very different here you go uh oh, oh yeah
1: right this right yes the big purple one
0: yeah um but it's the big like looks like samus's head has three giant rockets on the bottom that's the Sam- that's samus's ship that's what it is
1: right because right, yeah, I'm remembering Fusion now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but suits, Fusion suit Fusion suits, fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, never Fusion got better. Was, it, it did. It got better three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play the game and like feel it out and see what yes. it evolved, like what the other versions of it are and everything. So I'm not. I refuse to say that. That yeah. is why
1: I. It's a bit weird and anti antithetical to our like sensibilities to say that off a trailer. But uh that's how I'm feeling these days. But the yeah. feeling suit would be my other answer. It's a really cool suit.
2: Yeah, the dread suit yeah. looks real cool, but it's not here yet.
0: Uh what are some of your favorite versions of a dark world in games? I got a weird answer for this one. Okay. Soul Reaver. Uh the de- the they have have you guys played Soul Reaver on? No, it's it's like a game I always I've been wanting to do for a while, but we just can't fit into the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> soul reaver
2: has a cool like there's the de- the spirit world and the which is the dark world and then the material world and you can switch between them you can switch into the spirit world at any time but only at specific places can you come out of it and everything's it's just a cool
0: i like that that world a lot that's a neat system uh i think my answer is boring and i just like uh the one in linked uh, link to the past i think classic dark world the dark world maybe you've heard of it i don't know if i have like
1: an i'm like i know i'm famous for forgetting everything i've ever done when i'm asked a question but i'm like do i have another big dark world game um i don't know i think the dark world in this is kind of uh one of its weakest parts not mechanically but like aesthetically it's all the same purple and more importantly I, i don't think there's much like um Every time, there's only three times really in the game where like a thing in one world affects the other world, and when it is, it's just the most lock and key puzzle ever. Uh, there's not very much like dual world thinking um, in the
0: puzzles. Your answer is probably the world of darkness. Realm that's, of darkness. That's not. That's King not Martin. a dark.
1: That's that is quite simply not <laughs> a dark world. Uh, because the realm of darkness the worlds exist separately and the worlds fall into the dark realm
0: yeah no that's fair it
1: doesn't make any fucking sense but I'm trying not to get mad about it on every
0: podcast but you did bring it up no I'm genuine. I just you know try to get you mad about it every time
1: like <laughs> I guess funny. you are the challenge of this
0: yeah I was trying to see if I could find like the, the giant bomb dark concept worlds? page of dark world yeah that has to exist um, yeah, but like finding it seems like it's hard. I'm like I'm uh, looking. In. You have to
1: unfortunately go to the Dark World TV Trets page.
0: Oh, of course. I didn't think about that. So if you want to, you want to throw out some Dark Worlds for us. Uh, <laughs> Alan Wake. Oh yeah, Alan Wake definitely is. Uh, Silent Hill's got a fucking cool Dark World. That's like the classic uh, other classic Dark World. Um.
1: Yep. Yeah. Silent Hill. I was thinking about playing Silent Hill because I've, I've played like an hour of one of those games.
0: Maybe I could do that. I would desperately <laughs> love to hear you play Silent Hill. This, this guy, and this guy, then this you just guy. <laughs> <laughs> die. You just, just die. I'll just, get a new podcast.
1: Just stopping you because I then watched into a bit where they got to the school. I was like, yeah. oh, I can never play Silent Hill. Okay, like this is really the real deal.
0: Shit, Resident Evil's yeah, the this, babies. This the, yes, no, like Resident Evil's fun and I have a good time. Silent Hill's scary.
1: Well, I get started by Resident Evil, and I'm scared because I'm a baby. But oh, damn! This okay? Yeah, all right. Um, uh, there's a few okay, a few spoilery things here. A bunch of Final Fantasy stuff. Uh, Metro Prime. Bayonetta's got a good like multiple world. That's like three worlds. That's true uh Shin Megami Tensei right I guess I guess technically yeah, there's a few yeah. ways you could, depending
0: on how they like define it <laughs> different different entries in Shin Megami Tensei meta franchise have different answers for what that looks like <laughs> yes uh
1: there are less than I thought because to me this is yeah. like a number one video game like thing but they're, they're, yeah. I'm scrolling through and there's, there's some here but there's less than I would have assumed
0: yeah, I'm also. I found the Parallel Worlds uh, giant bomb page, and yeah, there's less than you'd think. Uh, there's like a lot of different Zelda ones. Um, oh, apparently Dragon Quest VI has a dark world. That's cool. Yeah. You know, is there a Final Fantasy of the Dark World? I don't think there is. There's I mean, multiple Final Fantasy of the Dark World, but the, oh, 11, 11.
1: Sorry, the 11, and then uh, 12 has one. No, it
0: doesn't. <laughs> I don't you remember that about? in 12.
1: For super bosses, apparently, pandemonium is in a dark world. Whatever, that doesn't count. Um, this this thing is counting some of the areas in thirteen two as dark worlds because of how the time travel works. This is this no, is a very broad. That's, that's a alternate. Very- that's like alternate future. Yes,
0: this is a very broad list. Um, <laughs> Captain Picard in all good things does not go to the fucking dark world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, no, know, Cisco does happen. that.
0: This guy? <laughs> yes. So the, the mirror universe is a dark world. Yes. This list
1: is too broad, but what can you expect from the editorial standards of TV tropes? <laughs> this is
0: why we have a rule against TV tropes. <laughs> no, could, yes, no one can talk about uh, TV tropes. Um, if you were making a simulator game like Farming Simulator or American Tropics Simulator, what would you make? Ooh... Hmm.
1: I think, I mean, th- my answer got taken recently, it'd be that, like, house cleaning game. <laughs> oh, or, like, preparing, like, flipping houses, house flipper. Yeah, there uh, was a, a really good one.
2: There was one that came out that was, a, um, like, a sh- you're in, like, a hangar and you're, like, fixing mechs and ships, that simulator, that sounded interesting. That'd be something, I heard it wasn't
0: that expansive, though, so a better version of that, maybe i would just like a game about taking apart household objects like r- like realistically <laughs> like th- i'm going to show you how to dis- disassemble a microwave <laughs> through a video game and then put it back together you should just play a uh, pc builder simulator <laughs> you, you have to understand this is like also what i just watch on youtube all the time i just watch people no, take I... shit apart so, i know yeah um Dylan writes in Prime's lock-on aiming flows not only from the genre and play style of the Prime series But also because of the C-stick on the GameCube controller Not being an actual stick you can use For shooter games What are your favorite examples of controller quirks adding to a game's experience? Hmm. I like any DS game where I have to hold it like a book Which is like about six of them But oh. I love it every time Hotel Dice Is pretty good
1: problem with Hotel Dusk is that now I can't think of it. I can't think of Photo oh, Dusk without thinking, ho, Hotel Dusk and laughing. <laughs> I don't know
0: what you're talking about.
1: It's an arc in the the D anime arcs video. Oh, okay. That one did not
0: stick with me. Well,
1: that one has stuck with me. <laughs> Someone says, how you haven't got the Hotel Dusk? And he's like, that's just a DS game. It's, good. it's a good bit. Anyway, um, I'm making jokes instead of answering the question. <laughs> yes,
2: you are uh similar one that was a ds thing is there's a game where you have to copy something by closing the ds to get the what's on the
1: top to
0: go to the bottom yes like, yes yeah that's always i love it when you have to do that that's good fun
1: uh i have a lot of like negative answers but for you, because of like having an xbox my things are more about like um the ways in which games had to redesign their controls because they only had one trigger but like one set of triggers there was no r1s oh really yeah, Xbox is just R and L. And then you've got the oh, one. I've never held
0: an Xbox controller in my life. So uh-huh.
1: <laughs> So like things like spine transfers, you had to hold both triggers because holding R2 was revert and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, just, it's just like controls were different on the Xbox uh, and mm. usually worse because things weren't really designed for the Xbox
0: uh, I like in any GameCube game where there's like different controls for like pulling the trigger versus like getting it to click down. I I miss that. I wish every trigger had those because uh, they're sick. I'm uh, sad the Switch doesn't have that. It could. They're clicky tr- triggers, but they just don't. They don't have yeah. enough pull. Yeah. And you, you kind of get it with, like, PS5 games are slowly starting to bring it back. There's, like, half-pull, full-pull stuff in Ratchet & Clank, a lot of the guns, for their firing modes. And sick every time. I'm like, man, this, this really works. I love it. I, I mean, I know this won't happen
1: because they only do remakes, but I'd love a um, uh, Metroid, uh, not Metroid, uh, MGS 2 and 3 port uh, on PS5 with that. Like, because of how the analog aiming works on um, uh, the original Yeah. in a way that it doesn't on the Xbox One
0: version, which is the version I have access to now. Yeah. Um, Jed writes in: Have any has anybody played Metroid Prime 2's multiplayer mode? Nope, nope. not Once. Seems like a lot of bullshit to me. I'm like, what? This isn't. I know the
1: reputation is that it's like Halo, but it's nothing like Halo. So why have we done this? And that apparently, that's what everyone said at the
0: time. So. You know, uh Jackson's too young, and uh, me and Dan are too old. Because <laughs> uh, the thing I, is, I, if that game, if that game came out when, if Metroid Prime Two came out when I was 15. I would have played it, almost certainly, because that's when I was having sleepovers, playing video games. It's where I played, like, 300 hours of Smash 64 and, like, 400 hours of GoldenEye. This is just what I was doing. Um, but by by college time, like, I, I wasn't playing video games with people, basically, at all. So
1: I am not too uh, old. I am too not owning a GameCube.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, what are some good 3D Metroidvanias? Uh no prize for saying Arkham Asylum, that's the right answer. Maybe the only right answer, but does anyone have anything else? Well, Soul
2: Reaver was, again, in that vein of Metroidvania, where you I thought get abilities. Was more like a
0: Zelda game.
2: Eh, it's like a big world, and you'd have to go back sometimes, like, after you got an ability that lets you climb, or, you know, it's kind of a... Yeah, that...
0: I mean, the, the space between a Zelda game and a Metroidvania is, like, smaller than most people want it in anyway, so... Yeah. That's fair. That's probably true. Um,
1: the problem with asking this question is that yeah. you say uh, Metro Prime and then you say Arkham Asylum, right? And yeah. then the, uh, the the discussion. Every time I have seen this discussion happen, immediately goes off a cliff, as people argue, is Dark Souls a Metrovania. Every time. 100% of the time. Oh,
0: yeah fair enough the thing is you're not getting new traversal mechanics other than like you opened a gate so i don't want i don't feel like it meets the criteria well enough i agree like i think i think you could make an argument for it for sure but i just don't i think you need to have like i've got a grapple hook now holy shit i can go so many places and if you don't have that then you you aren't making a metroidvania Mm
1: -hmm. not just like I unlocked a gate
0: but I also don't know what the answer is other than, like, 3D games that are trying to be Zelda, actually, and not... Med- um, no, that's that's still, like, a, I was like, oh, Assassin's Creed 2 does this really well. But that's also just a Zelda game in a <laughs> lot of ways. Yes. Assassin's Creed 2 does do this really well. Assassin's Creed 2 is a great video game. Don't know how playable it would be coming to it now, uh, just because there's so many of them. Uh, and they're all kind of the same. But, man, I really like that game when it came out. That was a real surprise. uh alex writes in uh didn't finish prime 2 but did play most of it got to emperor ang and my patience ran out uh, because it's asking you to look up and aim at something (laughs) that's hard to hit which is true i'm I'm saying Um, yeah yeah uh what is the difference between a good boss and a bad boss uh Uh, marks light (laughs) eyes light up (laughs)
1: um i think it depends on the kind of boss you're designing um A good boss in this style that metroid's going for are uh very hard to nail in that they have to be challenging uh but they have to be easy enough to be beaten generally speaking first try because the challenge comes from the puzzle and once you 've solved the puzzle uh you need to be able to solve the boss you need to have basically a one to one um one to one two strip but like a pretty uh, small gap between understanding and executing um because the execution is never the challenge; it is always uh, figuring out the way the
0: mechanics interact. I mean, there are definitely bosses where executing is a challenge, just not the games we're typically playing. Yeah, I was
1: meant—I meant specifically in Metro Prime Two style of like yeah, boss yeah. design,
0: because
1: uh, yeah. that's where a lot of the tension that people frustrates people comes in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I—I I think that, I think it is like a difficulty balance. I think it's harder when you've played like hundreds of games to find good bosses because you just instantly see what you do and you do the thing and whatever, like. I want there to be good Mario bosses. I can't think of the last good Mario boss. Doesn't exist. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. I didn't love the bosses in Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah, like the the only one I the the Ocarina of Time boss that I really like is like the Ganon like Ganondorf back and forth fight, but that's just from original ass like Link to the Past kind of stuff yeah i mean like the, the nintendo style of boss design is not
1: generally my preferred right like i like mm-hmm. uh i'll play all those kingdom hearts bosses all day those ones are about execution and managing our meters and doing character action game stuff um whereas like this Nintendo boss design is can you use the
0: thing you just learned on the boss? yeah and- but like I, I, other, uh, I like like shadow of the colossus those are some good fucking bosses that's sure. what i enjoy
1: absolutely yeah
2: a boss where there's like multiple steps that you have to figure out and what you have to do and how that changes and how your things interact with the new step, but it's not too much to figure out. That's the balance. Yeah. I think there.
0: Yeah. Um, Metroid dread is real. So what are your deep cut games you'd like to see that aren't Sonic adventure three? Shit. <laughs> uh, Alex's is the completion of the loom trilogy, which, you know, fair enough. That's a good answer i i'm gonna extend this they don't have to be ones that were like rumored and just never came to fruition you can you can let this be whatever you want also
1: to. i can say
0: uh uh jet set radio 3 yeah i'll let you say that yeah then i'm gonna ask you what about that guy the jet set radio guy who fucking sucks then i, I just, need, just need him to log off please log off please for the love of
1: God, log off <laughs> the entire bum rush Cyberfuck team just like sitting on there, uh, just just you know biting the nails really like please i hope he doesn't tweet anything before the
0: game comes out <laughs> um, a new rival schools that's mine please oh,
1: f f f f yes
0: uh, good Natural. follow up to star control 2 is mine personally uh, cool yeah um do you prefer performance or fidelity in emulation I both I, yeah, I want both <laughs> i mean
1: uh, it, it these are this isn't a prefer yeah, preparation thing uh, I tend towards uh preferring accuracy
0: I want an accurate emulator that works well um, but i mean p- but like performance is fidelity at some point right like I want it to run the closest it will it would have run if I was pl- playing actual uh software on actual hardware yeah, but there's a lot of emulators that are like
1: inaccurate on purpose because they want to learn, run on lower machines, um, mm-hmm. and so this is more like a philosophical design and emulation. I like both to exist, uh, but so, like generally speaking, these days the emulators that are more accurate are also the ones that are more well optimized. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, Dolphin is one of the most accurate 3D emulators ever. It's also one of the fastest. It has lower latency than my SNES emulator. It's unreal what they've done with Dolphin. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So I just I guess I just want. I want people to start
0: focusing on other consoles like they fucking do every Nintendo one. <laughs> yes. We get a PS2 emulator that runs like Dolphin, please. Society F. Ugh, PCX2 is working
1: on it, but it's it's trash compared to Dolphin. Like, it's fine. I like the emulator. I use it all the time, but it's just not the same.
0: Um, if Samus had to rail grind like Sonic, would that be sick or what?
1: Yes, it would be sick.
0: I think it only would work in 2D, Uh, Like kind of like Sonic Advance does. Um, I can't imagine three D Samus rail grinding at all. Yeah, I don't.
2: That' not sure. Would that just be like uh, the uh, Insomniac game?
1: God, Sunset of (laughs) Drive. Yeah, that's
0: it. I guess. I guess what I'm like. I'd be interested in that in a world where they make a Metroid third person game. Uh, like in 3d that and before you say they did that no i don't talk i don't mean that one fuck that one <laughs> that one you don't play that one no, that does that yes no no one no one was saying that <laughs> if they were they there were, are they people were listening it- to this who are gonna get at me and be like uh, other m is good actually and they're wrong i don't um, want to hear it
1: I, it seems like it is has fine ideas unfortunately you have to control it with one controller the entire thing's ruined um, but Yeah, I mean, I would love to see someone try, like, a 3D Metroid like that with a uh, third-person camera. I bet it could be really cool. Um,
0: But I I don't know who ever will. Hilver writes in, Favorite version of a mirror antagonist of the main protagonist. What game would you like to see a mirror antagonist pop up in? Oh, Practical Incarnation.
3: What?
2: For Mirror Antagonist. Best one. Practical Incarnation from Torment
1: oh yeah
0: oh i forgot what he was called <laughs> i was like what are you um, talking about what was, what was a practical <laughs> yeah no no that's fair uh my answer was gonna be lumen sage from bayonetta 2 like it always is <laughs> lumen sage is like you don't bring it up much because uh it's
1: there's not much to discuss right but it is basically your favorite boss fight ever in anything
0: yeah specifically the fight in the middle of the game where you're in the big whale fucking sick um i love i love a good mirror fight everyone loves it is the boss a mirror of big boss yes right that's a mirror match to me okay i'm gonna i
1: think if it is a rival fight between you and another human it counts
0: but it Uh, it's i mean the thing is i like fighting vulcan raven's not a mirror match but fighting the boss is Okay, yeah, it, like with a similar skill set,
1: it's weird yeah. because I think there are there are scales in this, right? Like, is Dante, Virgil, this, and I think it's like yes. the prototypical this, but also they have differences in their move sets. Uh, mm. There are bits of Ninja Gaiden though, where you fight literally the same thing with the same uh, um, Dragon Sword movesets sets uh, in a mirror match, but that's not even in the game. That's in like a bonus fight in Hard Mode because it is so similar. It's not like a built-up rival. There's slightly different things, mm-hmm. um, but. I I think it, I think if it is a similar enough in moveset rival that rival that is built up through the game, it counts. Because like Dark Samus doesn't have your move sets. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, I think like it can't do this kind of thing because being a game about first person lock on, the like asynchronicity between you and your enemies means that they can't do any mirror match cool stuff with it. All the Dark Samus, I like the
0: Dark Samus fights, but they they cannot evoke that because of the game they designed. Um, I think the one I'd most like to see is a I want the SAX of Master Chief. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh you mean the Arbiter? <laughs> yeah, but like there's never like he's here, you're fighting him, you are both equipped to the same amount and you're just fucking going for it. That doesn't exist in that game. It's it's called Deathmatch. <laughs> yeah i know but like i want that in a narrative framework um i get it i do i do get it but yeah Uh, i want i want to be fighting a a guy who has my same power set that can also like run 60 miles an hour and jump really high and pick up every weapon and just be a badass too they haven't even made one good halo boss and now you're asking for like
1: (laughs) the mechanical ideal of boss fights in that series
0: yeah uh what
1: is the uh mirror match from a series that hasn't got one yet
0: um hmm yeah i don't know what good answers for these are necessarily I
1: I, uh, yeah yeah because online, like my go-to like big games are like final fantasy which don't count right like they have they're contained it's yeah. not gonna be a new one right yeah. Like, yeah they're not gonna have and in this one he fights dark cloud you know what they might
0: um, I mean, he fought... Sephiroth basically is Dark Cloud. And, I mean, there's Sefer in Final Fantasy VIII, so... Yes.
1: I mean, that's just a rival. Is, is I mean, is Vegeta this?
0: If Vegeta's this, then this is just rivals. No, Vegeta's not this. Okay. I think, I think that's... I think if you count Vegeta, this blows it open too wide. I think that it is wild and I, I assume stuff in
1: uh, the third game is trying for this, but I haven't played it cause it seems bad. Uh, but there should have been in the parts where Arkham was good, a bit where Batman fought a fake Batman. I think that would, I think like if the other guy is going up to the, um, gargoyles and hiding
0: from you, I don't uh, think they ever do this. No, they I'm like, don't. Someone in, I guess, but I, I, I don't think this ever happens. I just assume that like, they must do an Arkham Knight fight that way. Like There's, there's no yeah. way they can't do that.
1: No, there's no,
2: nothing about the Predator stages, like Arkham Knight stuff, that I remember. That's so
1: weird. I, that's my like immediate go-to. is like, I think that could work really well. But I know those games severely diverge with what I enjoy about them. I know but in yeah.
2: Origins, there's the fight with Deathstroke, where he has a very similar move set to you.
0: Yeah, but that's like that, but that doesn't that doesn't contain any of the like climbing and hiding no, stuff. It's the, is, like, just just it's the th- th- yeah. the
2: combat stage stuff, not the Yeah. That hiding. Deathstroke
0: fight is really sick
1: though. <laughs> yes, it is the only part of Origins I've been like sent multiple times with people being like check out the sick fight from
0: Origins. Oh. Yeah. Um that would be that would be weird. I'd it'd be so hard to implement I feel like, but it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um all right, our final email is from Null again. I feel like the general consensus I've seen online is Metroid Prime 1 is definitely the better game. with of the key complaints of 2 being the segmented world with discrete dungeons instead of more open design, considering most Metroid games mostly just provide an illusion of non-linearity, pushing you along a pretty clear path unless you're sequence breaking. The conclusion I came to is that 2's structure really isn't all that different. You just mostly complete an entire area at once instead of returning multiple times. Do you think if they'd eschewed the transition lo- translation locks and energy MacGuffins, instead leaving the player to find areas they were locked out of due to missing abilities, that would have been enough for the reception of two to have been even more positive or in line with one i think it make this game intolerable yeah
1: i mean i go the other way i think they should never ask you to backtrack into other areas they should completely yes. get rid of that because it, it's not that they never do that it's that they ask you to do it twice <laughs> exactly twice that, that makes it I, so bad
0: i don't i don't under maybe it's because i'm in my 30s now i mean this is true 10 years ago i don't understand the value of not knowing where to go next I want to know where to go next. <laughs> I think that's like a, cl- a clear ask of a good video game is to know where to go next. And even in like the 2D Metroids or like Castlevania or whatever, when I get a new ability, I know where I can use it. And if if I run out of those places before finding where the next thing is, I think that's a failure in designing the video game. Um.
1: Yeah, I generally... I think that there's like used to being lost, but I do think that in this game specifically... I don't like the part where my my sh- difficulty is, I've seen 20 things, Do have I forgotten the one thing that was the thing that imp- is important? Yeah, it's like,
2: mm. I gotta go back through and find all the grapple points in every area to, to proceed, and 80% of them are gonna be like missiles, there'll be an energy tank or two, and then the one thing to progress, and you're just kind of randomly working your way through them, that's, having to go to every area to do that doesn't make the game better
1: yeah and i'm like would it be better if i could note, like if if every ability was noted when you saw it but then that is so like then i'm just checking the map and not using my brain um what if i had like a hollow knight style note taking system is that a good solution i don't i don't know this is like a difficult design problem to solve but uh i think that the metro prime 2's like approach to it is definitely a a lot to hold in your head (laughs)
0: okay that's it for questions again if you want to send emails abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com next month we are doing a bit of a lark as me jackson our friend dia are coming in to play all of the tokyo rpg factory games i am playing i am Setsuna. Dia is playing lost sphere jackson you're playing what's the name of that other one aninaki yes and we'll be talking through all of those i don't expect anyone to play along with us necessarily but if you want to pick one go right ahead definitely don't try to play all three that's too much video game um if you want to get a head start in the month after that we'll be playing gravity rush 2 so that'll be great fun oh cool i'm um, looking forward to that um so that's the plan for the next two months um and i think that's the end of this so uh dan do you have any plugs would you like to plug stuff or- uh just good no
2: no real plugs i on discord i have a twitter i don't use it for much anything uh but i'm around and chatting and stuff all right
1: uh jackson plugs i am at head off on twitter.com you can find the podcast that i do at normal we do a bunch of cool podcasts go listen to them there was a new sos you should listen to that oh yeah that was great
0: <laughs> i always happy when sos comes back um, if it was up to me, that's not true. I don't want the extra work, but I'm deep in a Star Trek hole these days. So I'm just motoring through Star Trek books, uh watching Voyager, have, watching Lower Decks, having a great time. But listen to that OSOS. We cover an Enterprise book. We have a good time. We'll be back again with six months with another one of those. If you would like to find me on Twitter, you can find me at em underscore being. You can support this podcast and all of our podcasts at patreon.com and neural mapping uh for ten dollars a month I know that's a lot I understand but I'm an employee so I'm gonna ask we do VoIP life every two weeks uh which is kind of a goof off podcast we've done uh, a bunch of episodes about games lately as we've been in gamer mode there's a full episode that's free about Final fantasy7 remake when I finally played it please check that out you can just find it on the patreon um if you search uh you'll be able to listen to it if you're not subscribed but please consider subscribing for one dollar you get gundam that's what everyone knows us from but um there's a lot of video game content on there as we talk through video games every every two weeks basically there's always gamer game mode gamer mode um so that's everything we'll be back next month with some rpgs and uh until then find a good video game play it that's our sign off <laughs>